Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Oil turmoil and Korea in focus today in Money and Me. Helping me make sense of the news and markets is Jeffrey Haley, Senior Market Analyst at Oanda. Good morning, Jeffrey. Thanks for joining us. Listen, uh, many, My pleasure. So many analysts yesterday were saying that the sharp foil in oil prices, particularly the, the price of a barrel of West Texas crude, was a technical matter. It was related to a fall in demand and shortage of prices to store the oil. But more than that, they argued it was a result of May futures contracts coming to a close, and the problem was some traders were having rolling over their positions. Today, though, we see June prices are also tumbling. WTI for June delivery fell more than 40% overnight. Brent crude dropped 25%. Is this a sign that the oil market's collapse is deepening and not so technical after all? Yeah, I'm not quite sure if I'd use the word collapse, although after looking at the price gyrations of the last two days, I can see why. But you are correct. This is not just a technical issue. Uh, markets don't move like this if, uh, if there was underlying confidence in the product. And when you look at some of the regional grades, like the OTC markets in the States, mm-hmm. uh, Alaskan crude and some Texas blends, they are actually negative, negatively priced. You have to pay someone to take that oil off you at the moment in the continental United States. So uh, I, I do believe this is actually a very much a, a symptom of the oversupply of oil on a daily basis. And my estimate from that one is around about uh, 10 to 15 million barrels of oil per day uh, is being produced in excess of uh, demand in the world economy uh, that can only have a negative uh, pressure on uh, oil prices. And I think uh, we've seen the extreme of that uh, in these uh, WTI contracts. Do you expect to see a shakeout in the energy sector? Are companies going under? And if so, are these mainly the small U.S. shale producers or could larger, better-known companies be affected as well? I actually believe the super majors are actually in a a better position. It's definitely going to affect the smaller uh, and medium-sized producers, producers that uh, have uh, perhaps marginal oil fields. Uh, you're either a super major or you're a nationally owned uh, um, oil company like Saudi Aramco or uh, Pertamina, for example. So they've all got very deep pockets. And actually, in this coming washout, uh, the opportunity to buy excellent uh, high-quality assets uh, for knockdown prices uh, will be there in the sector. Obviously, you'll have to probably lock those up for a few years before demand returns. But uh, for the brave, there's going to be some uh, fantastically wonderful opportunities in the oil sector. With the bottom seemingly falling out of the oil sector, is this good or bad news for alternative energy producers? In the past, we heard high oil prices make products like solar and wind more competitive, but could really low or negative oil prices be good for these sectors as well? Well, I think it depends on the sector. As far as electricity generation goes, I don't think it's really going to make a huge difference. Uh, because uh, there's not a lot of oil-fired power plants uh, around at the moment uh, and gas has been on the floor for for years. Uh, Also, the unit costs of wind and solar in particular have come down exponentially as scale has increased. Uh, what, uh, as far as if you're talking about um, electric cars or or the, you know, this uh, new economy, 
I'm not quite so sure there. I, I suspect that the world is uh, perhaps getting a little short of patience being held to ransom by, you know, say, Saudi Arabia and Russia. And I think actually, although there may be some pain in the near term, I think that alternative energy momentum is unstoppable now. Let's look at another big piece of news, Korea in focus. We have conflicting reports about the health of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who last appeared in public April 11th. He missed a key public celebration marking the birthday of his grandfather a few days later. NBC and CNN yesterday were running stories that he'd slipped into a coma following complications from surgery. He was in grave danger. NBC uh, said he may be brain dead in a tweet. Now, just two hours ago, US President Donald Trump wish North Korea's Kim Jong-un well, but he stopped short of directly commenting on the reclusive leader's health. So, Jeff, we're going to tackle market response in a moment, but first, what do you make of these conflicting reports? Yeah, I, I, was, I was quite surprised at some of the wires running this story yesterday. They were tier one media agencies, but they really hadn't checked that story. And the NBC one saying that he was brain dead, that tweet was actually withdrawn about uh, half an hour after it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, I, and then the, the South Koreans themselves came out uh, via another agency and said they have no evidence that he's, he, he's ill uh, or on death's door. I, I think what is happening here is we're obviously seeing uncertainty in the markets around this but we're actually seeing no concrete evidence whatsoever one way or the other and I think it's it's sort of speculation uh, now and especially with regards to North Korea at any time uh, as to what his actual condition is I mean he's disappeared from public uh, life before uh, for other illnesses uh, so it's not without precedent so I think here it's a case of hurry up and wait um, for more clarity when these reports first surfaced, the Korean won weakened, falling three quarters of a percent against the US dollar. The Kospi traded lower as well, dropping 1% yesterday, trading down another 1% or so this morning. Jeff, these don't seem like very big losses. So why do you think markets have not reacted more? I think part of it is because the South Korean government themselves have actually said they have no evidence that uh, Kim Jong-un is on death's door or even ill. They have no, and they don't think there is any evidence to support that. So uh, I think that has mollified uh, the, the, the potential sell-offs. That said, uh, I do believe, until we have some more clarity on the situation, that that North Korean succession uh, issue, um, and it will be an issue, um, will hang over um, the uh, the markets in in North Asia, most particularly South Korea, Japan to a lesser extent, because uh, the succession there is not clear at all, and that has the potential to become quite messy. So there will be a slight discount, I feel, built into the one, and particularly the Kospi uh, for the next week or so. Excellent, wonderful talking to you, and thank you so much, Jeff Haley, there, senior market analyst from Oanda. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.